This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. We are in Lopez McHugh Law Firm in Moorestown, New Jersey. They made an extremely generous offer to the Eagles Youth Partnership as part of our Radiothon. And uh, we are proud to be a part of a great step. This is a beautiful law. It is. Beautiful. And from what I understand, Al, these guys are major winners. Yep, that's uh, why they're upstairs working so hard. No, I don't even think they're in yet, Al. I think they thought they were booking the afternoon show. But we don't know. It's not important. What's important is, on the line with us right now, is one of our favorite people, uh, Jason Kelsey. Uh, let's get him on right now. Hi, Jason. How are you today? Angel, how are we doing? Well, it's been a rough week, obviously, for everybody associated with football, Jason. So why don't I start by asking you how uh, what happened to DeMar Hamlin affected you personally? Yeah, I mean – you know, I think the biggest thing was in the moment watching uh, the reactions from the players and not knowing what was going on, and you knew it was something different than a typical football injury when they, you know, talking about CPR and um, really just seeing the reaction of both of the teams. So it was a shocking event that happened on, on primetime, like national television. Um, you know, still hoping that that situation progresses. Well, um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely taking the league by, um, you know, it's it's taking everyone attention and, um, and thoughts and prayers. I mean, every team across the league is talking about it. We certainly we had a meeting about it. Everybody kind of processes these things in their own ways. Some people want to talk about it more. Some people kind of don't want to talk about it. But I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's one of the crazy situations with this or one of the crazy things about this situation is you know football is a very uh, a very large community that can bring people together and even though this incident unfortunately uh, happened while playing the game of football um, you know it feels like having this larger community to rely on and to lean on and to, uh, to move forward with um, is, is helping everybody out. Jason, you experienced something that was somewhat similar in the game Sunday, early in the game when yeah. Josh Sweat went down. Can you tell us what mm-hmm. that what's that like to be a, a teammate, see a teammate, a great player, a great teammate on the ground like that yeah. in that kind of distress? Yeah, well, you know, in that particular incident, you see him go down and you see him not really getting up for a second. And you know, for me, I was on the sideline, obviously, because the defense is on the field, so. I take a knee and I'm just looking to see if his legs are moving. And 
hands are moving. I'm waiting to see any sign that, you know, this isn't like a, a major, major neck injury. Um, and, uh, you know, slowly word got over to us that, you know, he, he's okay. He's, you know, he's remaining in that position just to be safe, but Josh is going to be fine. So, you know, we were getting encouraging news pretty quickly, but for the five to 10 minutes that we weren't, it was, uh, you know, it, it, it's emotional for sure. Um, and it's, uh, a little bit, um, it's just stressful. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, 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 the unknown is really what makes these things all really scary because whenever there's an unknown, especially with the guy who's hurt, you can't help but focus on what the worst possible outcomes of, uh, you know, what is my, my friend or teammate or uh, brother going, going through. And um, so, you know, I think that that's kind of your initial reaction is, you know, okay, please don't be this or, you know, Absolutely, Just Jason. Show me a sign. Show me a sign that you're doing all right. Uh, I'm curious. We're trying to understand the performance that followed the injury, which was the worst performance by the Eagles this season. Do you think that had anything to do with it? You know, I, I don't. Um, I don't think that had anything to do with it. Um, you know, we the defense went out there and only let up 13 points. They played their tails off. Um, you know, for Josh. I mean, I think that they did a tremendous job. I think, you know, for us offensively, we, we had a lot of mistakes, we had a lot of self-inflicted uh, wounds that, uh, you know, just continually happened throughout the game. And, uh, you know, I certainly am a, am a big part of that. So it was um, it was a frustrating game uh, of mistakes, self-inflicted, uh, you know, missed assignments, uh, Penalties, you know, just just a lot of things that were going to be really hard to overcome against any opponent. Uh, I'm curious because I know how self-critical you are, Jason. After a game like that, do you go through it? Do you see what went wrong? Do you have some clarity so that it doesn't happen the next game? What's your process after a bad game? Well, yeah, you're going through it in your head. I mean, I can, I can barely sleep after any football game. Uh, so, you know, you're watching the tape. Right away, you get home, you watch the game, what took place, you know, the mistakes that I had, um, you know, mistakes that I could have prevented. Um, you know, you, you think about um, you know, not only watching the, the, the film copy, but you're also watching the game copy to try and, you know, hear and feel what it was like uh, again. Um, you don't really get that audio version of it, just watching the, the game film. So, you know, you, you go back and you assess it and um, you try to make corrections and try to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, so I think, you know, obviously really poor performance. I mean, that's an understatement. It's a, a really bad performance offensively. I think, uh, you know, the, 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 the positive thing, if there is one to take, is that you know, the, most of this is you know, all done from us, right? Like, I think it's, I think it's very correctable. I think that it was a game that kind of just seemed to be one thing after the other, after the other, after the other, that culminated us not being able to move the ball offensively. Uh, but I do think that all those things are very fixable. I think that you come back here this week, go back to work uh, with an effort and purpose, and, um, and, and you try to overstate communication. You try to 
uh, make sure the guys are all on the same page and you move forward on to the next game. And uh, generally, these things take them take care of themselves when you when you do all those things. Uh, you got a huge game on Sunday because if you win, you get the number one seed. Nothing is lost from the last two ga- two weeks, Jason. Um, how do you approach this, and are you able to block out what happened with Demar and Hamlin, and and get yourself ready to play the best game you've played in a while? Well, I, you know, I guess I'll. Um, I don't know which part of that to go first with, but I, I'll say um, as far as like the number one seed. You know, we got to get things fixed offensively. And, um, you know, we, if we win the game, that takes care of itself. Um, so I don't think, you know, yeah, it, it's going to be awesome win the game, get the number one seed. But, yeah, we, we got things we need to fix offensively, um, regardless of what our seed is in the playoffs. So I think really we're just focused on ourselves, focused on getting better this week of practice. And uh, I think if we do that, we'll be in a good position moving forward. Um, and as far as, um, how do you play when something like what happened in Lamar happened? I think, you know, for me, I, and I can't speak for everybody. Everybody's not going to be like this. But, you know, I I get, you know, football is like one of the greatest places in the world to go and not have to worry about a lot of these things. You go out there and you just play the game. You, you, you're just in the moment. You're just out there with all your guys. So I've always thought that football sport and, and these things is a way of uh, – of kind of feeling in a way of moving forward no matter what's going on in your life. And um, so I, to be honest, I can't wait to get back on the football field. And I think a lot of guys in the NFL feel that way. Um, and, and, and it'll be awesome to honor DeMar and, and to um, you know, play in his honor uh, this coming week. That's a terrific answer. Last thing, Jason, I'm just curious. Would you prefer – to face the Giants starters. They're playing for nothing. They're already locked into the sixth seed. Would you f- prefer facing their starters or their backups? I mean, you know, I think um, regardless of whether we play their starters or backups, we got to get better as a team. Um, I I really try to focus on us who we're playing. Um, I think if we take care of our business – if we don't make self-inflicted wounds, if we don't turn the ball over, if we don't do all these things that we've done really the last two weeks, um, you know, I feel confident about us playing anybody. Uh, so, you know, that's where, kind of where my mind sits at. That's great. I'm not going to worry about what's going to happen on the other side of the field or who they're going to play or are they resting because that's going to be wasted energy. Well, as always, Jason, I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your ability to really put into words what's going on in the NFL this week. Thank you for this, and good luck on Sunday. All right, Angelo. Thank you. Jason Kelsey with some, uh, as always, very thoughtful uh, thoughts on what's going on. And uh, it can't be that easy, but it sounds like he is very focused on Sunday. Yeah. And that's encouraging to me. Absolutely. It is easy to get, you know, to – weigh all these other things that are going on, Barrett, and not really focus on, my God, our season is riding on what we do on Sunday. we got to play a lot better than we did, right? You hear the hyper-focused um, yeah. intent yeah. and everything you said. It was intent yeah. that uh, we got to fix what we got to fix. I mean, he's not looking anywhere other than himself and the rest of the offense, fixing what they have to fix. I'll say this. I feel a lot more confident they will fix it because that man is in the middle of the line. <laughs> Thank God for him. Let's go to Flynn in Myrtle Beach. Hi, Flynn. Hey, good morning, everybody. 
How are yeah. you, Flinny? All right. So, you know, I was watching the game live, and it was so emotional. I mean, when I saw those players, I mean, I actually was breaking down crying. You know, I gathered myself, and then Lisa Salters came on, and I started crying again. So it was emotional. But with that being said, I'm glad we're starting to talk about football again. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make a transition here, Flynn, because this game Sunday, and I said it, I'm superficial. This game means a lot to me as a fan. I really want the Eagles to to be number one seed. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed here because I really want to hear a a football perspective on this. I don't know if any of you guys saw this on Come On Man, where the the guy was in the end zone. He was a defensive player, and he went to spike the ball. I don't know if he picked it off or it was a fumble, but it was a celebration. And he tried to spike the ball, and he couldn't. It, stu- it stuck to his glove. And it was so bad that he took his glove off, and the ball was still on his glove, and he threw it on the ground, and everybody thought it was funny. I, I think it's cheating. Yeah, it is, it is cheating. Wait a minute. That, what are the rules on that? I know they used to... You can't use this stick them and all that type of stuff. You know, I, back when I played, guys would it'd be so sticky that um, <laughs> receivers, you know, they would come put their hands on 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 offensive line, just get some of that stick them off their hands, and they outlawed that now. So yeah, so but can you put it on the glove? I wouldn't think you'd be able to put it on the glove either. No, no. They We're check. gonna watch that flint because uh, it might help some of our guys a little bit if you know what I'm saying, but. Apparently it was that bad. He got to be fined for that or something, no? And it was it was on. Uh, come on, man! And everyone's laughing and thinking it's funny. It's not funny. It's cheating. You're 100 percent right, Flynn. We will investigate as as soon as some uh, of the other things we're investigating get cleared out. All right, Flynn, give give me if you would a song with a city or state in it. I hope this happens to the team that we're going to beat in the NFC championship game. I left my heart in San Francisco. Oh, my God. Uh, Are you Tony Bennett? Is this actually Tony Bennett? (laughs) Flynn, tremendous job. Wait, real quick. Wait, before you put Flynn on hold. Flynn, you're calling from Myrtle Beach, right? Yes, he is. Right. Would you be able to come up to go to the Novacare suite? Can you go on Sunday? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? All right. And would you, if you won, Flynn, would you sing that song in the suite? Uh, On my hands and knees. Oh, that's good to know. Oh, the doctors in Novacare will be thrilled. The doctors at (laughs) halftime, they wouldn't enjoy Flynn singing uh, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Tony Bennett. Mm -hmm. I met him once, too. Yeah. And he didn't like me. No, no I didn't. Al. He hated me. Yeah, you were with Mitch Album. I was yeah. with Mitch Album. Oh, because you were making, you were trying to make fun of a song. No, but I was. Uh, no, but uh, all Wait, right. Yeah, yes, I, I yeah, guess in a way I did. I mocked his song a little bit. Yeah. But I could sense. You know how you could just sense when somebody doesn't like you. Yeah. And I went. Well, we're going to bond with two Italian older men, right? Yeah. Didn't bond one bit. No. He he gave me the stink eye that whole night. Yeah. He, well. I know now he probably, he's in his 90s now. Yeah. He probably, if my name ever came up, he'd go, oh, yeah, I hate, I hate that guy. Yeah. You uh, get but, one chance to make a first uh, impression. He, he, he didn't, yeah, he didn't like what you did to the song. 
they played it yeah. at the event. Yeah, it wasn't good. Oh, no. And he had not heard it. Yeah. And I was, I tried to boom out, uh, you know, that ah, song. Yeah, it was And he good. looked at me like I had, uh, you know, it was a yeah. sacrilege. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of the great songs. I guess at that point I might have mentioned his wig. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Things went downhill from oh, there. Oh, you're special. 215-592-9494. WIP Sports Time 816.